This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. We have real things to talk about today, but a total summer summer topic would be like, all right, of these five Big 12 schools, who's each individual member of Backstreet Boys? Of the Backstreet Boys. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. You know the, what's funny with the uh, sync and the Backstreet Boys? That's the group I always get confused of who was in who. Or what person was in what group. Yeah, I have no clue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jeff looked like he doesn't know. I know Michael either. Jackson was in the Jackson Five. That that helps. That helps. Okay. We needed more names mm-hmm. like the Timberlake Five would have helped a lot yeah. to know which one he was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the so it was Tito. Or the Nick Carter. Which now again I'm He's Backstreet. Nick Carter's Backstreet and so is All Justin right. Timberlake. Oh, so they right? were together. And mm. and then uh who's the guy that was in the guy that came out of NSYNC? That like did nothing after like did something afterwards, but didn't do anything afterwards. What about the Le- Nick Lachey guy? Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Mm. He was an NSYNC. I got to interview him once. No kidding. Yeah. Did you ask him which Big Twelve team he felt most like? No, he did not. He was actually <laughs> he was actually a really cool guy. Uh, was it like this? Um, Tyler Lee had won the state championship and they went to Ohio to play the Ohio state champion. So it was kind of a big deal. Um, it was the same weekend as Texas and Ohio state. And, um, they made a big deal of it. And Nick Lachey did the coin flip. I guess he was from the area. Okay. And so he basically hung out with me on the sidelines and I interviewed him during one of the breaks. What'd you ask him? Did you ask him only game questions or did you ask him a mix? I, I, I asked him football questions like, you know, what, what's your rooting interest and those kind of things. I can, and then we would talk about, I can't even remember. I think he was a, I think he was a big Ohio State fan, if I remember correctly. Mm. But he was Gross. still with what's-her-name then. Jessica Simpson? Yeah, and he was saying that she was a, I think she he if I remember correctly he said she was a big Cincinnati fan. So we were talking about that. I don't rem- I don't remember it was a long time ago. Hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Cincinnati 2 Cowboys fan. Uh this on the 8th Flooring Center chat line you can hit us up there as well. Uh I told you guys a month ago Houston was the better team and you acted like I was crazy. I'm a Rangers fan by the way. From someone who wasn't here a month ago. I'm going to have to Go off, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, um, without Jacob Degrom, that that's a little bit of a chink in the armor. Mm-hmm. We've known all along the Rangers bullpen has been a little uh, suspect, and I think the Astros are another team that feels like they need to improve their bullpen too. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just gonna speak for myself. I didn't expect the Rangers to run away with this. Yeah. I thought the Astros would make a run and, I mean, could possibly overtake them. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but I'm just, I'm just excited that it's, it's going to be a real race. And, I, look, I know the, the Astros have caught up to the Rangers, but 
you said with with baseball being such a long season and wanting to play well at the right time, you're going to go through swells well where you are losing games and then swells where you're winning a bunch of games. Just because the Astros have caught up in the division, I don't really look at either team and go, boy, that one for sure. The Rangers are for sure better than the Astros. No. And I don't flip flip that coin either. Mm-hmm. Astros are just so much better than the Rangers, for sure. Like they are for sure, for sure the better team of those two. Like I think they both have holes and they both could make a good playoff run. They both could win the division. Um, it just you know depends on who can put that together over these next couple of months. But I don't look at either and say, yeah, that Rangers roster, better than the Astros for sure. I don't want to say that this was the guy that sent this in. Uh, it could have been, but with regards to the Astros just being the better team, we can, I, I was with Chris and we actually looked at it. Whose infield would you rather have, the Astros or the Rangers? I'd rather have the Rangers infield. Mm-hmm. Whose uh, b- uh, battery starter catchers uh, for the rotation and catcher would you rather have, the Rangers or the Astros? I'd rather have the Rangers starting rotation and catcher. Outfield probably would rather have the Astros outfield. Mm-hmm. Bullpen, eh? Neither, neither one of them are looking great. I with the the uh, addition of Chapman, you might give a slight edge to the Rangers, but neither one of them are great. So that's probably a push. Whose total lineup would you rather have? I'd much rather have the Rangers lineup. Where is exactly the Astros the better team? Mm-hmm. They've got more experience. They've got more veterans that are used to playing a high-level games and having that competition, and there's a factor that goes into that. But comparing apples to apples, if I was the Rangers, I'd stick with what I got. Um, this on the East Lawrence Center chat line, did y'all see Chapman standing next to Altuve last night? Either Chapman is huge or Altuve is really tiny. Both. Both. <laughs> I did not see that, though. I do love a good... Uh, Shocking height difference in sports, which always goes back to like you look at go to Division One basketball, and I, Choice and I were talking about this uh, opening night of the basketball tournament, and we're cracking up with uh, Robertson. He's the he's the old guy there comes back to play for you. He's also uh, the shorter guy that's out there playing for you. And he just, especially compared to like, you know, Tariq Owens, of course, biggest guy, tallest guy on the floor for you, looks just minuscule. And this was a, an effective Division One player. And then you realize, oh, he's still a little bit taller than Choice. <laughs> 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 it's like he looks like he's five foot nothing out there. But the 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 Division One. Or just pro athlete, uh, especially in basketball, it's, it's always cracks me up when you have that realization just how big these guys are and the scale is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I did not see Chapman standing next to Altuve, but mm-hmm. I believe it was shocking to see. Mm-hmm. So before we, uh, the fun part about our Yates Flooring Center chat line is that when you text in, it remembers the previous things that you text in. Mm-hmm. So we can go back and look. So if a texter says, I told you a month ago, Houston was a better team and they acted like I'm crazy. 
You can go back and look and see 21 days ago. Same texter said, Rangers will be in second place before the All-Star break and will not see first again this year. Ooh. Not, 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 not so much. Not so much right. Mm. Cold text exposed? Question mark? Yeah. Mm. Now, clearly this texter um, feels like the Astros is the better team. You, you can see that. And um, you, previously it said the Rangers won't win the West and all that. So he's he's accurate in saying he's been saying that they uh, the Astros would win the West, but a month ago you said they would be out of the lead before the All Star break and we're you know past the All Star break and that's not true. So maybe not completely right. To be fair, technically we were wrong too. We were, for, we were forced to give a specific lead. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to The Morning Drive on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, and here with this day in sports history, it's Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1946. Boston Red Sox Rudy York hits not one Grand Slam but two in a single game, getting a total of 10 RBI as the Red Sox win. It's a pretty good day. If you get 10 mm-hmm. RBI, I would hope your team wins. And they, <laughs> na- and they named a candy bar after him after that. Yeah. If you get 10 uh, RBI. Bar. Nice. I don't think it's actually that's actually what happened, but I like it. Totally made that up. I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue with you today. Yeah, it was funny. Last night I was, uh, I was watching the Yes Network. Yankees and Mets were playing and Guy starts warming up in the Mets bullpen. Yankees broadcaster David Cohn, or, or actually Paul O'Neill initially said, last guy's last name was Got. And he said, you remember the guy Got that used to pitch in the big leagues? And David Cohn was like, yeah, Jim Got. He had this mean sinker, blah, 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 blah. And he went on to, he goes, that's his son. That's his son out there pitching for the Mets. I'm like, oh, okay. And so it went about... 30 seconds are like, yeah, not so much. No, it's not his son. <laughs> Paul O'Neill was like, good story, though. I mean, it was really good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, not his son. <laughs> David Cohn just basically made it up. He goes, I could have swore it was. Did they, did they weigh in on the Morris brother thing? <laughs> no, they <laughs> did not. Was Chuck Hines part of their <laughs> yes. broadcast? Yeah. That's funny. That was what I initially thought. That, okay. uh... that, that. David Cohn pitching in Kansas City for a while had rubbed <laughs> off on him. Nineteen fifty-nine, speaking of the Mets, William Shea announces plans to have a baseball team in New York City in nineteen sixty-one. Hmm. They should like build a stadium and name it after him or something. And then knock it down. Cause you know it was needed to be. Yeah. Nineteen seventy eight, Cleveland Indian uh, du- uh Dwayne Coupler. Cooper, C-U-I-P-E-R, Cooper, is the third MLB player in history to hit two bases-loaded triples in a game. Wow. You know, his son, Jake Cooper, actually pitches for the Mets. <laughs> uh, 1983, Gaylord Perry joins Nolan Ryan and Steve Carlton to reach 3,500 career strikeouts, also winning his first game as a Kansas City Royal. Took him long enough. 
Up to that point, he had all those strikeouts, right? And just wasn't getting any wins. That's what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Not that he had just right. joined the franchise. Right. 1986. In the 73rd Tour de France. It's won by USA's Greg McMullen. M-O-U-M-O-N-D. McMullen. I'm sorry, it's not Mick, it's Lamont. L-E-M-O-N. Yes. Helps if you read all the I just got McMond down. Come know, on, now my, how am I, I supposed know, to remember Lamond? Is oh, it Nick McShay or Lachey? I'm, I can't remember. I'm just sitting there listening. I'm going, that does not sound right no, at all. Why do I not recognize that name at all? Something is not right there. And he gets to keep his title, though. Others have had to, to give their trophy back. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1988, bad day for somebody. Tommy John commits a record three errors on one play as the Yankees route the Brewers 16-3. to The lefty tried to pick up a ball with his bare hand, but couldn't get a clean grip on it. Error number one. Despite the fact that uh, Leonard, who was the runner, was nearly already at first, John hurriedly threw his throw over there anyway, and only to watch it sail over Don Don Mattingly's head into right field. Error number two. Dos. Well, in the chaos, Brewer second baseman Jim Gantner had rounded third and was trying to score all the way from first. Luckily, right fielder Dave Winfield got to the ball quickly, picked up and used the cannon of his arm to try to make a play at the plate. Well, John stepped back in, cut off the relay throw, threw it toward home, into the dugout. Error number three. That's three. That's three. Like the golden sombrero of errors, right? It's impressive. On one play. Wow. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have been calling that if it was a TCU pitcher. Would you be, if if you were in that situation, it's a TCU pitcher, like legit, legit. You're excited, right? Because it's a play where you're seeing a lot of movement mm-hmm. and possibly Just a score, right? Score as it's, run, as it's yeah. happening. At what point do you start giggling outright? Like, at what point do you just start laughing as you're trying to say it? Um, yeah, I don't, probably after the third one. <laughs> yeah, because the second one happens, I don't want to say frequently, where you mm-hmm. get two errors on one play, but... And usually uh, in that situation where you bobble it and try to... Make up for it on. I would say like every season we see one of those. Sure, for the most part, you would think so. Sure. And this one is actually on my top list of things that I watched live on TV. Nineteen ninety nine, Tony Hawk is the first skateboarder to land a nine hundred. Skateboard competition. It was going, and you could see that he was trying to do this as his trick, and as every. Skateboarder was up going up on the half pipe. They were all doing their thing. The competition was over at this point. Tony had lost, mm-hmm. but he had that look in his face like, no, no, I'm not leaving this building today until I land this trick. I can't tell you who won the competition. I'm not sure the people who were there can tell you who won the competition. And I'm not sure the guy who won could tell you that he won. I because, bet he could. Because immediately afterwards, everyone was waiting for Tony to hit this trick. And when he did, it absolutely exploded. It was cool. Have you seen the trend with Tony Hawk? It's really been over like the past five years or so. 
of people not recognizing Tony Hawk and him joking about it. Oh yeah, like because and, and it's so interesting because when you think of a, a, a guy who just represents a sport by himself, that list is pretty small, pretty small, almost non-existent to the extent that it is Tony Hawk with skating. And I know skating smaller sport, it, it's going to be harder to recognize, but still, like everyone knows the name Tony Hawk, right? You may not have even watched him, but you know who Tony Hawk is. And there's just been this long line of events. He's had like, rental cars like, canceled like, on him because yeah. they thought it was a fake name. Or like checking in at an airport, right? And he shows them their passport and they're like, oh, Tony Hawk. Oh, like the skater. And he's like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so does he look way different now? No, no. He just if, doesn't look like a 16-year-old the, kid anymore either. Because if he walked into the building, I think I would be like, eh, um, yeah, you look like that skater um mm-hmm. but i probably couldn't have i know when you say tony hawk i know who he is but i don't know that tony hawk's like in my brain like i don't know if i'd have been able to pull out tony hawk yeah really for mm-hmm. me or his rival jim eagle lesser known i would have never been able to pull that out yeah huge birthday today quite possibly the biggest we could have happy birthday Number 14 to Double T 97.3. Hey. It's exciting. Do we have a cake today? Do we know if that's coming on it? Or ice cream? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's National Scotch Day, by the way. So, you know. Amy has been celebrating since like 5.30 this morning. Yes, absolutely. I thought that started on Monday. Um, <laughs> other birthdays today include Triple H, who's 54, Dolph Ziggler is 43, Jordan Spieth is 30, A-Rod, 48, and Max Scherzer is 39. And on this day in 1974, the House Judiciary Committee recommends that Americans' 37th president, Richard Milhouse Nixon, will be impeached and removed from office. The impeachment proceedings resulted from a series of political scandals involving Nixon's administration. They came to be collectively known as Watergate. And that is the Stan Sports History. Go from Watergate then to Burgergate in Michigan. All the gates. Burgergate. I really like when things have gate. gate. Deflate gate's a great mm-hmm. one. Yeah. This morning I had to go through the front gate. <laughs> I almost had coffee gate this morning because uh, I couldn't find my usual coffee transporter until I realized that I had left said coffee transporter here. Yeah. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. Question for you today. What is your biggest question mark for the Red Raider football team heading into fall camp 2023? Biggest question mark... Mm. It's it's probably led by the linebackers. It is. I I I'm, I wouldn't say because usually when you think of question mark, you have the worry connotation with question mark. Like last year when I said I have a question mark about the offensive line, it was I was legitimately concerned of what you were going to look like with that group. Wasn't great. Uh, 
I don't think that the linebackers will be bad, but I feel like like you certainly know what you have with your interior defensive line. You feel pretty confident with how you're uh, replacing Tyree Wilson from a pass rush perspective. You got a lot of experience in your secondary. Um, and it goes into, I, I, I think someone will step up with the interior linebacking position. I think you've got a few good candidates, but that's the one that I just, I don't know who that is yet. And so that's where my question mark is. It, it, my question is more of who is it going to be, not that do we have a guy that can. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you went offensively, it would still probably be the tight end room. Now, you don't have to lean on them, which is nice because you're more excited about your wide receivers, but that was such a hyped-up position last year that was used so minimally and was frankly underwhelming and disappointing from where you thought it would be and i don't think it's a make or break position let me just be very clear with that um but i i do have a question will they be used more uh if they are used more will they be effective will you have one where it's just like uh baylor cup that just does he have a great year and he stands above the rest does mason tharp finally have some substance with the height and I'm not trying to knock on Mason Tharp, but we've been excited about him for a couple of years now, and it just hasn't been there. Um, so defense, interior linebacking, uh, offense, are the tight ends something that you notice? <laughs> I mean, something that it makes an effect on the field. Nothing for special teams? Not worried about the kicker? No. Nah. I am. <laughs> There's a little until, concern there. Yeah, well, it's I'm, not my biggest. Concern. Until we kidding. see him be good, uh, I'm I'm nervous about that. Sure. Yeah. So we know he didn't win the job last year. That doesn't right. mean he was terrible. Sure. But yeah, I'll be I'll be nervous until we see him kicking well. This is going to sound strange, but I would like the really the real Joey McGuire to please stand up, because at the beginning of the season we saw play calling be very aggressive, specifically on fourth down, and. All you know the the go for it mentality, and as the season progressed, about halfway through, that kind of changed. Is it? Are we going to get more of the first half of the season, where it's go 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 go, and it doesn't matter if it's fourth and four, we're going for it, or is it going to be more the second half of the season where you played more conservative? And I, I don't necessarily need it to be conservative on just one down, but. It's which one of those is what we should expect. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get that question answered until no, I don't think you so. see um, how the team reacts. I think part of the reason why you saw the fourth down slow down, called being more conservative, I, I call it him adjusting and saying, okay, our offense isn't good enough that they're picking up most of these fourth downs. And so we have to be more conservative and not go forward on fourth down as much because there was the thought that eh, they're not getting it nearly as much as we need them to to make it worth the risk. So um, I think it'll take part of the season before he sees how, what can my team hand, handle and what can my team not handle. You'd like to think with a much improved offensive line you would be way better in that area or way so much better that you don't have to go on fourth down. Yeah, let's just get it on first down every yeah. time. That could be fun for a while. Yeah. Okay, mine's kind of an off the field question. Um, it's just, and obviously this one can't be hand, it may be answered until 
I don't know, at least a few games in. How does this team handle the hype? I mean, there's a lot of hype surrounding this football team. Last year, it was like, man, anything you do to get to a bowl game is gravy. You know, everything's great, moving in the right direction, everything's positive. I think the, you know, there's expectations now. It's a different deal. And and they've gone through an offseason of everyone telling them how great they're going to be. And I have a lot of confidence that Joey McGuire, I think, is a great motivator and all those things. Um, so I, I think he can motivate. I just, you know, we're talking about 18 to 22, 23-year-old kids, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I, you just don't know what you're going to get out of those guys all and, the time. And I, I think that's a, that's a great one to pick because – what do, what do athletes on any level always say that when they're asked about like oh did you you know what do you think when so and so has picked you as a dark horse candidate to win the Big Twelve or what do you think when the league has put you as a you know possible first team go go into it and what's the answer always it's like oh well, we don't we don't pay attention to that sort of stuff mm-hmm. we don't we don't keep track of that mm-hmm. stuff and you always look at that like okay like this is the first time you're hearing that. Like, they have expectations in their own building over there, right? Like, it's been, it's been, Joe, that was Joey McGuire's answer at Big 12 Media Days when he was asked every time about, like, oh, what did you think about last year's success? And he was like, well, we didn't win the Big 12 championship. I know we beat OU and we beat Texas. We didn't win a Big 12 championship. So they have their own expectations, but they're also hearing from several outlets, hey, like, look at the experience. Big plays and even bigger laps. If they get seven out of those two things, game over. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not winning you're not winning that game at at all. This is the morning drive podcast. Uh, basketball players who don't wear the same they, shoes, the shoes that right. match the uniform. Yeah. Okay, yeah. match the color scheme of the, the team they play for. <laughs> From Double T ninety seven three. It's your favorite boy band, the Morning Drive, here on Double T ninety seven three and Double T ninety seven three com. Clint Scott, Jamie Lint, Jeff McGuire behind the glass. It is. Uh, that time of day where we have uh, the opportunity, the honor, really, of telling someone they're wrong. Today, we have the chance to tell Mr. Jeff McGuire that he is wrong. He has graciously accepted the role, the scapegoat role, if you will, uh, to be bombarded, baptized in wrongness. So, earlier this week, we went through the... Uh, game day possible schedule and i said i'm gonna be wrong on this one Mm -hmm. this one i honestly don't know but there's also a much shorter time period on it okay it is thursday at 8 16 by monday morning at 602 the future big 12 will not just have 13 teams it will have at least 14 by monday morning Colorado is the linchpin that starts the landslide of the Pac-12's dissolve. No TV deal, nothing announced. Arizona, Arizona State, Oregon, whoever's next, that there's going to be another team added before we get back together on Monday. So you've been waiting... For the domino effect, right? We've talked about this the whole time. The thought was, 
Uh, and I've been one that's bought into this over the past three months that if you get Colorado, you will get someone else. It will be a pairing for a move. And um, it always was going to start with Colorado, right? They were the most uh, they, they were the most open of being in contact with the Big 12, in contact with Brett Yormark, saying, you know, there there is a shot that we go here. Again, and I did believe them. We'll wait to see what this Pac-12 deal that Klyavkov keeps on talking about, this rabbit-out-of-the-hat type deal. I did believe we'll wait and see what those numbers are like. But at a certain part point, again, if you keep going back and back and back, you are going to test the patience, and he did. And clearly, Colorado ran out. So with the domino effect of it, I don't know why that would change now. And you are in a scramble and panic mode. Now, I'll say this. I don't think the official application will be in yet. And I'm money's still on Arizona. We'll see. Again, I've seen, hey, pay attention to a couple schools you're not thinking about outside of the four corners. We started to see that. Um, now, you're again, you're, having, you're going right back into wading through rumors and trying to pick up on what's real, what has substance, what has legs. Um, that pro rata clause where they're getting a full share coming in immediately is a big part of this. I think you will see a report a school is headed this way without the official application just yet, and you will be seeing the uh, happenings of another Big 12 AD president vote. So I... By default, I don't think you're wrong because I think you'll know who that team is. I think we'll be like a position we are on Monday today with Colorado with another team mm-hmm. where it's all but dotted line signed. Yeah, I won't say you're wrong. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll say you're wrong. I think it's going to take longer than that. Okay. I don't think any any school is going to, going to want to look like, oh, Colorado did it, so we're going to do it. We're going to follow Colorado. Colorado says they're going, we're going to go too. I think they're going to make, oh, we've decided, we've made our own decisions, we've made our own choice. I think it'll take longer. I, will say I think there's the, plenty of schools the, that think they're heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. I okay, guess, But I just don't think they're going to announce it yet. That's but, that's where I go with I think it's Arizona because I, I agree. I, do, I don't think an Oregon or a Washington would take that. Mm-hmm. It's because I really do think they've been waiting on the Big Ten invite right there. Yeah. And I think there's a reason why Oregon and Washington came out like, hey, yeah, we were against expansion which is exactly what Oklahoma and Texas were like before they left, right? Mm -hmm. They were very anti that. And I think Oregon and Washington have been waiting for that Big Ten invite and doesn't look like it's going to happen yet. Arizona has shown interest. And I think that there has been a little bit of, well, we're waiting for someone to take that first step. We're waiting for someone else to kind of take that first bullet and say, you know, we're, we're gone. And again, you knew it was going to be Colorado the whole time. So, again, that's where my money goes on Arizona because I think that they could be that way. That sure. There's still been that contact with the Big 12. There's still been that interest with the Big 12, but they were not going to be the ones that went. They were the first to go. And technically, Colorado isn't either, mm-hmm. by the way. USC and UCLA were just to the Big 12 and the, the, the final nails. Yeah, the nail in, in the, the comp. They, don't, mm-hmm. they didn't want to be that team. Yeah. The the other thing that makes or that school, excuse me. The other thing that leads me in this direction, there is no TV deal for those Pac-12 schools. They can leave tomorrow, no fines. They're out, and you can join wherever you're going and immediately become full members. That and I read this last night, and but I they have can't to play remember in the conference this year. 
Yeah, like they can't leave immediately. Well, after a year. year. So the other thing that leads me to this, and I saw this on Twitter last night, was that the way the Big Twelve worded their TV deal, it's not a cutting into the pie. It, if you're adding a team from another Power Five conference, the pie just got bigger. bigger. Right. Yeah. So if and I don't know the exact number, I'm going to use a random number here. If every team was going to get $40 million next year in the Big 12, if you're adding another Power 5 team, the TV deal got $40 million bigger. That also helps these Pac-12 schools that are looking for a place to land. They immediately know what they're going to be getting, and the Big mm-hmm. 12 isn't afraid to not add because you're cutting into the pie. Yep. Could you imagine two years ago, like whenever you were going through this, hearing the sentence... Colorado is jumping to the Big 12 because they they know what they have over there. It's it's a safer conference right now. Right. Than no, the Pac-12. Stable. Been surprising. Yeah. Stable. Man. I just wonder how many Pac-12 schools after hearing that information last night were like, "Okay, guys, meeting tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. We got to get together mm-hmm. and figure this out. What we're going to do?" Like every school in the conference is like, oh, Colorado is, has changed what's going on. So now we've got to react. We've got to do something. Something's going to change here. We better have a plan. Maybe you, know. you were on the board over there. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Realignment Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks for trying. <laughs> I think the Pac-12 should have a little like nailed on tail think so yeah on the mm-hmm. side on the logo that'd be pretty great, <laughs> be really great. now we gotta worry about arizona mm-hmm. uh so i agreed you do disagree you, think, you can let us know on the h1 Mr. chat line you agree or disagree do you think all the rest of the pac-12 schools end up in a power five conference no i i don't um like a who Washington are, State, I yeah. don't know. Uh, who are Cal. the schools that you think are going to be hurt the worst? Washington State. I've seen some, and someone put this too, like some strange interest with Oregon State. I still don't think that happens, but if I went for Cal for sure, not in the Power Five for me. Um, Washington State, and again, I don't feel bad about the Cal one. I do feel bad about Washington State. I mean, just kind of left out to dry here. Um Washington State, I don't think will. Um, I'm starting to really wonder about Stanford. That they might go independent or something, because I, I don't the the interest has not been there from a sports standpoint either, and neither have the results. Um, I, I mean, go back to really since I don't know since, don't... since COVID hit since and and. And this kind of starts here, too, with with the interest level, right? And this is a whole thing with the Pac-12 up and down, but they said we're not playing, right? kind of starts there. Go mm-hmm. to those, like... Are you tired th- of feeling self... I'm not. Uh, I have had a lot of coffee. I'm not tired, which is great. Uh, like, no one's in the stands over there. Yeah. Right? And and I feel like the... The weight that Stanford once carried as a brand yeah. has you, really fell back. You would have thought that the pack or excuse me, the Big Ten would have been the spot for them, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it's that way at all. No. Yeah, and you're right, football has, has suffered of late. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast. 
Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.